Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Andrew. Hey, Edwin, what's up? Well, we had a big cliffhanger. Yeah, it was. I mean, and I'm, I'm ready to find out what's on the other side of that cliff. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So you, yes, listen, you listen to Text Talk, and you, you might you might want to sit in the whole chair, but you only need the edge. Only need the edge. We were just right at the edge of our seats at the end, and you, you told me to stop. So today we got to keep talking. Yeah, that's right. So why don't you read verses 1 through 11 in John 15? Yeah, so the cliffhanger was we were talking about how important it is to abide in the vine. It's our one job. That's our one job. That's the only way we'll be fruitful. But we didn't talk about how that happened. So we're going to get in that today. So in John 15, I'll be reading verses 1 through 11 from the New King James Version. John 15, verse number 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. And they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples." As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. I think I see a contradiction. You do? Yeah. So here, Jesus says, you can do nothing. In Philippians 4.13, Paul says, I can do all things. How, how, how is it that in one passage you can do nothing, but in another passage I can do all things? Well, it, it sort of seemed to me like he was saying you can do nothing without me. Oh. And in Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh. So I guess the syntax is a little different, but I think the idea is actually the same. It's the exact same, isn't it? If we're going to do anything or all things, we have to be in Christ. Yeah. It's through Christ. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just wanted to bring that to, to the surface because a, a lot of times we go to Philippians 4.13, I can do all things, and that gets cross-stitched on a pillow, and folks think that that's, that's just about anything out there. I can swim across the Atlantic. I can do all things. I can fly to the moon. I can do all things. Of course, look, I guess there is a a real point that, well, if God wants me to do that, it's going to take God for me to do yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> I, you wouldn't get there to the moon and say, and God had nothing to do God with it. God had nothing to do with this. <laughs> You'd be thanking God. Yeah, but but actually these two verses do say the exact same thing, yeah. and it's and it's the recognition that if I'm not in Jesus Christ, I can't. I'm I'm not able to do. Mm-hmm. I, I apart from me, Jesus says, you can do nothing. I cannot bear fruit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self control. I'm not going to be able to do that if I separate myself from Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But in Jesus Christ, 
I can do all of those things. And just the recognition that it's in Jesus that I can serve the Lord. It's by his Holy Spirit as I'm strengthened in my inner being, Ephesians points out to us. It's it's by obviously I have to choose God. I have to turn to God. Yeah. Okay. And that and that's what both of these passages are striving to get us to do. Turn to Jesus, which is what we talked about yesterday. I have to abide in the vine. That's my one job. So one of the things I'm observing here is we get another mark or hallmark of discipleship and what it looks like to be a disciple in these yeah. verses, right? And Abiding so, in Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and bearing fruit, right? In verse eight. He talks about you'll bear much fruit, and so you will be my disciples. Back in our reading last week, uh, he was talking about, or maybe it was in the 13th chapter, actually is what I was thinking of, in verse 35, all, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Yeah. And so I'm starting to see themes emerging here. What are the hallmarks of discipleship? Well, Loving the brethren, being fruitful. But remember... Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit, what's the first one? Love. So love itself is one of these fruit, Mm -hmm. is part of this fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to love. I think about Jesus' command, you therefore must be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. I'm not going to do that apart from abiding in the vine. If I separate myself from Jesus, I am not going to pull that off. I am Mm -hmm. not going to be able to come to God and say, hey, did you see how incredibly loving I was? Doesn't that count for something? Because I'm going to attain that love only as I grow in Jesus. Does that make sense? I mean, it does. Okay, what did I say? You're, no, you're no, it's fine. Just, I, I was just, I was having this flashback to a conversation we were having recently. Okay, about some of the claims of Sam Harris. Oh, and and his, yes. uh, you know, and his altruism. Oh yeah, shtick, and how he's trying to explain how you know to be an atheist is to be loving, but a more noble loving because it has absolutely nothing to do with God, yeah. and how that is the exact opposite of the teaching of Jesus. You actually only know love because God is love, because yeah. God loved first, because God empowers you to love yeah Yeah. um but but you know here we are as human beings in our experience we do appreciate the great need and value yes of love yes yeah the the whole good without god campaign only works if i get to define what good is Mm. if if i'm going to have any type of new testament definition of good i'm going to find out yeah i'm not going to be good without god it's going to take the strength of god to grow into that goodness yeah and i I think that's a, a powerful thing and here we see i can do philippians 4 i can do all things through him who strengthens me i can do nothing if i'm not in the one who strengthens me. Do so you, now, do you feel like we've set it up enough now that people are wondering, so how do I abide in yeah, this vine? If we're not careful, we're going to get distracted and leave another cliffhanger. <laughs> so how? Well, first of all, I think one of the things is just recognizing this is my one job. My one job is make sure I'm abiding in the vine. Every choice I make from day in and day out, from the moment I wake up to the time I go to bed every day, not just on Sunday, not just at church, not mm-hmm. just when I'm with brethren, but when I'm on the job, when I'm with my family, when I'm at school, when I'm interacting with with my neighbors, when I'm deciding what I'm going to do by myself, I need to be asking the question, which direction does this choice take me? Does this choice grow me closer to Jesus Mm -hmm. or does it loosen my hold on Jesus? Does it pull me away from Jesus? The question is not strictly, is this sinful? Obviously, if it's a sin, it's separating us from Jesus. But we're not we're not talking about can I prove this thing is a sin or not? We're we're looking at the trajectory. Which direction is this leading me into Jesus or away from Jesus? Does that make sense? It it absolutely does. I think about the term pursuit. Yes. 
And am I pursuing Christ? Am I pursuing purity? Yes. Or am I pursuing something else? Another way we might describe this is that I'm supposed to seek first the kingdom and go. his righteousness, and then all these other things will be added to me. That's, that's the same kind of point that Jesus was making in that sermon. Every choice I make, I'm supposed to be asking, does this push me into the kingdom or lead me away from the kingdom? Is this, is this seeking the interests of the kingdom or is this merely seeking my own interests? Yeah. That's the kind of question I need to be asking. And that's, of course, that's obviously very generic. It's very general. So, well, and, and I think also it's not, it's maybe not every decision. I, I don't need to have angst over Fruity Pebbles or Fiber Brand cereal in the morning, which one leads me to Jesus. Fruity Pebbles. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so, clearly. I've been not. walking with the Lord a long time. And I'll tell you what I've learned Fruity Pebbles. Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> Fruity Pebbles is the way to go. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I said, you know, what toothpaste you, although I will, I was preaching a sermon on this one time yeah. and I said, you know, maybe the toothpaste we choose doesn't matter. There was a dentist in the audience. He said, no, no, that one matters. <laughs> So, always one. So yeah. So, all right. But here in this passage, so so, so that's we got to make a general, choice. We're making a choice to pursue Christ. That's the very general, generic every choice uh, that we need to be thinking about. But I think I do see here in John fifteen three supercharged activities. If I can just run through them very briefly, I find two of them in verse seven. Jesus says this in John fifteen and seven: If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. Mm-hmm. All right. What we have here, if I want Jesus to abide in me and if I want to abide in him, I've got to be in his words. I have to have his words abiding in me and I have to be abiding in his words. There's been a great emphasis upon the word of Christ, yes. the word of God throughout yeah. the gospel of John. Oh, yeah. And that's absolutely right. So we need to be in the scripture, in the word. It's not just the red letters. Mm. No, all of Scripture all of it's Jesus. has come from Christ and yes. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Every bit of it, every bit of it is the Word of Jesus Christ, and I need to be in it. These are the words of the Word. Mm-hmm. And so if I want to abide in the Word, I need to have the Word's words abiding in me. I think just, just a few, you know, that's reading it, studying it, discussing it. I mean, what we're doing right now, yeah. this is one of those habits that help with that. Memorizing it, meditating on it. And it calls to mind John 10, you know, the, the word there, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. And so now he finishes this verse by saying, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you in the midst of this conversation. So if I want to bear fruit mm-hmm. and th- think about this in the context, ask whatever you wish in this context, what am I supposed to be wishing for? I I'm wish supposed to, to be wishing fruit. for fruit. Yeah. You know, this is, I want to this be is what I want. I want fruit. If you do that, it will be done for you. I so, want to not be pruned away. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> right. Well, I want to not be cut off. Cut I, off. I, I want to cut off and thrown into the right. fire. I actually do want pruning. Yeah. And that's, that's a difficult thing because pruning means while I'm not cut off and thrown into the fire, there are going to be bits of me that are cut mm-hmm. off and thrown in the fire. Mm-hmm. And uh, by the way, we didn't comment on this, but since you brought that up, that, that statement about pruning, what branches do bear fruit, he prunes that, that it bear may bear more, more fruit. Yeah, then in verse two. three, already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. I don't remember if the New King James, did it have a different word than clean? In no, verse it three? used the word clean. See, that's actually a different form of the word prune. Really, in, in the in the Greek words that uh-huh. Jesus used, prune and clean are from the same word family. One's the verb, and one's an adjective. And so, already you are pruned. I think that's the one that's adjective because of the words that I've spoken to you. So, how do I get pruned? 
by the word. By the word. By the word. I, that's how pruning and cleaning happens. But we see these two supercharged activities, being in the word, all those word yes. activities, and now the prayer activity. Prayer activity. Asking and God, asking Christ. That's exactly right. If I want to be in Jesus, I need to be asking for it. If mm-hmm. I want to bear fruit, I need to be asking for it. I need to be involved in prayer. And I do want, I know, I know we're running out of time. Let me just say this. Please note, Andrew, it does not say if you get baptized, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. Mm. It doesn't say if you go to church regularly, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. It doesn't even say if you obey me a lot, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. If I abide in you and in my words, if, excuse me, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. The reason that works is because if Jesus' words are abiding in me, what are the words that are coming out of me in prayer? Mm. Jesus' words. Yeah. His point is, is that when his word is in me and abides in me and dwells in me, his word governs me. Yeah, it transforms and, me. Great yeah. word. Not mm-hmm. only does it transform me, it transforms my wants my values, my priorities, my wishes, so that when I am praying, it is aligned with Jesus. And I think what we have here is, look, yeah, pray for what you want, but understand that as you grow in Christ, what you want is going to change. And some things that I might pray for today, in five or 10 years, I may not pray for them. And there's some things today that I wouldn't remotely pray for, that in five or 10 years, I may develop the faith to pray for, because that word is changing me. So word and prayer. Here's the third one. I know we're running out of time. In verse nine, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If I want to abide in Jesus, I need to abide in his love. But Edwin, how can we love Jesus? (laughs) Yeah, that's the question. Because abiding in my love sounds like this ethereal, mystical thing. He actually then turns around and says, no, it's not ethereal. It's not mystical. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. So you're telling me that the key to abiding then, three keys, is being in his word, being in prayer, and being obedient Yeah. To the will of God. Being in the word, being in the prayer and doing what he says, Mm -hmm. doing what he says. And that is abiding in his love, because when I do what he says, I am telling the whole world he loves me. Mm -hmm. And I so believe he loves me that when he tells me to do things, I know that's what's good for me. That's what I'm going to do. Well, there it is, folks. We uh, appreciate hearing from you. What are you learning from the word? You can always send us your emails, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, or join the discussion happening over at the Text Talk group on Facebook. Edmund, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, thank you so much for being our vine dresser. Forgive us for trying to do so many jobs other than being the branch. Help us to remember our one job is to abide in the vine, in Jesus Christ. And help us to understand that the way we do that is by being in his word, being in your word, and being in prayer and doing what you've told us. Lord God, I know you love us. I know you love us, so I know the commands you give us are life, and I know that they demonstrate your love for us. I know when you tell us to stay away from things, it's good for us to stay away from them. I know when you tell us to pursue things, it's good for us to pursue them. Help us to increase that faith and to dig into Jesus so that we can bear fruit for your glory. Lord God, we do love you so much. May we be to the praise of your glory and your glorious grace. Through your Son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. 
You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.